Praise God. Thank everybody for being here. Amen. Mother's Day, well, all holidays are sort of strange. You got a bunch of people going to be with someone else somewhere, and then a lot of people come to be with somebody here. Amen. But God knows where everybody's at and what everybody needs to hear. Amen. And I'm thankful today, amen, for this wonderful opportunity to stand before you and open the Word of God and begin to preach what God has laid upon my heart. Amen. If you got your Bibles, it's going to be real quick. Proverbs 22 and 6. I'm going to read one verse and then I'm just going to challenge people. Praise God. Challenge people. Amen. You, you don't ever get better if you don't ever get pushed. Don't cry about people pushing you. Amen. Don't. Amen. Don't. Don't cry about teachers pushing kids. Amen. Worship leaders pushing singers. And amen. Quit crying and just get better. What do you say? Let's be what God wants us to be. Amen. I want to be better. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be the model pastor one of these days. Amen. Sister Piper was teaching me how to take my jacket off. Uh, like a model the other night, and I said, well, <laughs> it's going to take me a while to figure that one out. <laughs> Amen. But anyway, it's all good. I want to be better, praise God, even if it's taking my jacket off better. <laughs> I want to be better. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I, I, I kindly told her they're not here because I'm a model. <laughs> Amen. They're here because I'm called to God. But anyway, amen. Thank God. Ain't God good to us? Hallelujah. Proverbs 22 and 6. The Bible said, train up a child in the way he should go. Everybody say, the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Praise God. What a promise. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title, The Hook. Praise God. Amen. You may not know about The Hook, but I know about The Hook. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord and thank Jesus that we're still here. Amen. God's got his hand on us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Congratulations to the graduates. Sister Dana Phillips graduated bachelor's degree from ULR yesterday. And I got a little video clip to prove it if y'all don't believe it. Amen. Praise God. Sister Riley Most graduated from Pulaski Tech yesterday. Associate's degree. Woo-woo. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank God. Everybody say the hook. Praise God. The original language says, the, Bible, the King James said train up a child. But the original language was the Hebrews. If you begin to study it, it means to dedicate yourself. Everybody say dedicate yourself. You want to dedicate yourself to bidding or showing the youth the way. Praise God. You got to get dedicated to show them the way. Praise God. Good children don't just happen. Well, I better unbutton my coat real fast. I said good children don't just happen. 
Amen. It happens when there are dedicated parents that say, my boy's going to grow up to be a good boy. If it's the last thing I do, he's going to be right. Well, I hope some mamas and dads are going to help me in this house. Hallelujah. Amen. It happens when dedicated parents understand I have a responsibility. I said I have a responsibility to put good things into my children. It's not the school's job. It's not your pastor's job. It's not the government's job. It's mom and daddy's job. Hey, and when we get dedicated and understand, it is my job. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's about to get good. It takes parental responsibility. It takes dedicated parents. Amen. Praise God. When we have baby dedication, I always thought, why are we praying for this baby? We need to be shaking that mom and dad's who we need to be shaking. When you brought them into this world, you signed up for a job. I said you signed up for a job and it's... Well, I'd love to just run the aisles right now, but we may not for a little while. Amen. It's not grandma's responsibility to teach your babies the Bible. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Raising children is a very, very important job. Amen. Mushrooms can pop up overnight. (laughs) Hallelujah. Get a good rain, walk out in the yard, a mushroom popped up overnight. Worshiping, God-fearing children don't pop up overnight. It's going to take some time and effort and days. And You know what we're doing? We're building a culture in them. We're raising them up to love God. Amen. In order to love God, you got to love God. If they're going to be worshipers, you got to be a worshiper. They're going to pray, you got to pray. They're going to love people, you got to love people. Amen. I wonder if I got anybody willing to help me today. Everybody say it takes time. It's going to take determination. But it's going to be worth it. I wish some mamas and daddies has already raised some great people of God would stand up and say, you know what? It was worth every Sunday morning. I got them up and took them to Sunday school. Every time I drove them into prayer, it was worth it. Look at them now. They're in God's house. They got the Holy Ghost. It's going to be worth it all. Come on, everybody clap your hands to the Lord together. The Bible says train them in the way they should go. You train them in the way they should go. You know what that means? You have to order their footsteps. 
Woo, hallelujah. In a world where they think two-year-olds know what they want and what's best for them. I come to declare the word of God. The Bible said you order their footsteps. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is what the Bible said. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You know what the benefit of living for God and letting him order your footsteps is? It's the next verse that says, Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Let me tell you why it's important to let God order your footsteps. Uh, Every now and then you're going to stumble. But if God's in control of your life, uh, you're going to get right back up uh, and go another day. Uh, Hey, I don't want to figure it out myself. Uh, I don't want to figure out my own path. Uh, I want God to help me. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Why is that important? Let me tell you why it's important to let the Lord order your footsteps is because you got little footsteps right beside you that are depending on you to order their footsteps. Now, if God ain't ordering your footsteps, you won't know how to order their footsteps. Come on, mama. Come on, daddy. Quit playing with God. And... Boy, I feel like preaching right now. I feel like shouting. I feel like stomping the devil. Hey, man, we're talking about the next generation. Hallelujah. Who, who would endeavor to raise children without the Lord ordering your footsteps? Who would even try to lead young people Woo. Hallelujah. Somebody said, how do you raise them? That's how you raise them. Just get right with God. You can be a good parent by just doing what's right. Well, <laughs> oh, it's getting tight in here. Maybe I should have. Anything can happen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Before they know the Lord, before they have a walk with God, before they develop an understanding and wisdom with God, they're relying upon you. I know the spirit of the age is just let them do what they want to do. They're signing laws last week that little children can have their body changed and have abortions and do whatever without their parents even knowing it. I can tell you where this whole thing's going, but I can tell you where the church is going too. We're going up. 
I said we're going up. We're going to do it like this book says. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. It's our responsibility. Amen. To raise them in the fear of the Lord. Amen. But you can't raise them in the fear of the Lord if you don't have no fear of God. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Is this all right? Having problems with your children, just get right. Somebody's calling me saying, I need you to help my boy. I said, I'll help your boy, but I can't help him nothing like you can help him. If you just come to church and sit down and get stable and love God and do what this book says, uh, it'll put something in the next generation. Oh, it's powerful. It's real. It's the word of God. Hallelujah. Man, when we get as dedicated about leading our family into righteousness, when we get as dedicated about leading our family into righteousness, as we are providing for them, When we get as dedicated about leading them into God's plan as we are getting them a new pair of tennis shoes. It's getting kind of tight in here right now. Hey man, this is good preaching. It don't matter if you never buy them a pair of tennis shoes. Well, I just want my children to be the most popular. That's a good way to help them be lost. You ought to try to make your children be the most spiritual. You ought to. Ma- I want my babies to be the prayer warriors. I want them to be the ones shouting and dancing. Hey, don't spend all your life trying to make 10 extra dollars where you can buy them an extra iPhone where they can be lost by looking at it. Come on, Mom, Dad, let's get our priorities right. Uh, They don't need another instrument of electronic entertainment. Uh, They need a mom and dad that'll pray with them. Uh, Amen, let me tell you about fads. First of all, they're dumb. Second of all, they don't last. It'll be different next week. So if you try to keep up with the fads, you'll always be behind. It was about two years ago, somebody, I seen somebody. And they had the front of their shirt tucked in and the rest of it was untucked. I thought, that's the dumbest looking thing i ever seen. 
About the next day, I seen somebody else doing it. And then, and it's everywhere. I thought, and, I, and I'm a hypocrite for saying it, but I mean, I had parachute pants. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Stonewash Levi's 501s. You know what I figured out? It all comes back anyway. I had the fat ties. Then they went to the skinny ones. Then they went fat again. You know what you ought to say? Just take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world. Just give me some more Holy Ghost Sunday morning, Sunday night. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Everybody say we have a promise. If we will get dedicated about raising and training them in the way they should go, this is what the Bible says. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Praise God. This is how I envision it. This is how I see it. And the reason is, is because this is how I experienced it. If you'll do your part in raising them right, God will put a hook in their jaw. Oh, I'm going to encourage some mamas and daddies in this house. You ain't got to manhandle them. You just got to raise them right. This was my experience. My parents were dedicated to the task of making sure I, we, did right. Well, hallelujah. My mom didn't care if we were the only ones with our elbows covered. My mom didn't care if we were the only kids around town that had long britches on. She wasn't trying to build America's most wanted up. She was doing right. When they said, uh, Miss Motes, uh, we, we would love for your boys to play on the football team. They're so talented. And they got good hands and they're fast and they said all this stuff. My mama said, no, not my boys. Because my boys ain't going to run around with short pants on like y'all do. And I ain't going to send my boys down there among them cheerleaders that are naked. sorry for him if you want to but the Bible said if you raise them right he'll put a hook in them where they can't get away come on church come on church come on church 
We're not trying to build young people that fit in the world. We're not building people that fit in the world. We're in, but we're not of this world. We are strangers. We're pilgrims. We're just passing through. And one of these days, come on. Amen. We didn't get to be like our neighbors. We didn't get to dress like our neighbors. Praise God. We didn't get to disrespect our parents. Or any other adult. My dad said if you go to school and you get in trouble and you get a whooping, just make sure you know you're going to get another one when you get home to make sure you learn the lesson. Of, well, you, you know, it's 20, 23, you can't. This is a timeless word right here. This Bible said if you spare the rod, you have a rotten, you'll spoil that child up. Hallelujah. Well, this is great. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, I'm talking about the children, didn't get to decide whether we were going to church or not. We didn't decide if the family was going to church or not. Amen. You know what? They made decisions for us. What a novel idea. Well, you need to just let them spread their wings and crash and burn. Let me tell you, this is science. Besides the Bible, it's science. You know why you're the boys? You know why their insurance goes down at 25? Because their brain is developed at 25. You know why the girls' insurance goes down around 21, 22? They get a brain somewhere around 21, 22. So you think a 13-year-old is going to tell you what's best for them? Hey, there's a living God that's looking down upon us. Don't feel bad. God called you to do this. If you don't believe the preacher and you don't believe the Bible, at least believe State Farm. <laughs> Blame it on farmer's insurance. No, you're not going down there by yourself. No, you're not going over there. We didn't get to listen to the music all of our neighbors listened to without slipping and sliding a little bit. We weren't allowed to. Praise God. Well, that's, you know, they're, they're only going to be 17 one time. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're protecting them. Yeah. 
Praise God. Years ago when my older two were little, my wife, she, they loved to listen to Delilah. Some of y'all don't even know who Delilah is. It was easy listening, love songs. And Delilah would talk in between songs. Of course, they should have known by the name she wasn't no good. Amen. Amen. Anybody named Delilah on the radio, she could have changed her name to Ruth or something. She kept Delilah. That would have been red light. Ding, ding, ding. Pastor preached one night in North Little Rock. He was hammering down. He said, we don't listen to that B98 Delilah stuff either. Guess what happened on the way home? My wife turned it off. And them little kids was crying. You didn't get to listen to Delilah? She said, no, we ain't going to listen to Delilah. Brother Holmes said it ain't no good for you, so it must not be any good for you. I think they turned out all right. I'd rather be a little on the careful side. Come on, Mom and Dad. Help me out. Hey, man, we're not perfect, but when you ain't perfect, you make mistakes. You don't try to cover your own self. You just tell them. Years ago, I used to love Ray Stevens. Listen to him. He'd say, when the squirrel went berserk at the self-righteous church or something, in that sleepy little town of Pascagoula, boy, it cracked me up. I love to listen to Ray Stevens. So my kids were little, and Ray Stevens opened a, a concert hall in Branson, Missouri. I thought, man, we fix to go up there, and we're going to have a good time. Get off that high dive there, Bubba. We was going to laugh and roll. And we got up there and bought tickets to Ray Stevens and walked in there and sat down. He started telling the dirtiest jokes you've ever heard. The filthiest, vile stories. You, it wasn't nothing like them songs I heard. And I got my, my son and my daughter at that time, and I got them up and said, we're going back to the hotel. And we went back to the hotel, and I sat them down, and I said, I apologize. Forgive Daddy for taking you to that ignorant show. I promise you that will never happen again. Hey, we ain't perfect, but we're trying to raise some people. Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. Lift your hands to the Lord together right now. There's too many people trying to please their children instead of raise their children. Too many people think it's more important to make them the happiest kid on the world than to raise them right. If they have to pout a while, let them pout a while. I ain't getting one amen from right here. Praise God. Two years of my life, I went to a Christian school in B.B., Arkansas. And I started out every morning 
quoting the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, when thou risest up. Why would you make a child say that every morning? Putting a hook in them. Then we moved closer to North Little Rock. We began to attend FEC, and I heard in service many times, maybe every service. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Do you not have anything else to preach? Is it, do, can you not quote anything? Oh, I can quote a lot. What are you doing? I'm trying to put a hook in them. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. In every service, I would hear something like this. Rejoice evermore and pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. Every service, I would hear a man say, if you will pray, God will work it out. Every service, I would say, he would say, have you prayed today? Come on. Come on. Can you not talk to us about some deeper things? Oh, I could talk to you about some deep things, but I'm trying to put a hook in somebody. I'm trying to teach people if they would pray, God would work it out. Amen. Praise God. And all of this training and all of this preaching I heard and all the services that I went to, I did not even realize it at the time, but something got a hold of me. Man, I'm not telling you somebody else's story. I'm telling you my story. And as I grew up, every time I could have gone off the cliff, something would always pull me back. As a young adult, every time I could have destroyed my own life, it seemed like something would yank me back. When dumb thoughts would go through my head, something would wake me up in the middle of the night. 
Praise God. You ain't got amen, I prayed. I didn't realize what was going on. God began to deal with me. You got a hook put in you. When you wasn't making your own decisions, I put a hook in you. Praise God. Then I began to think about my classmates that got to do whatever they wanted to do. Their parents didn't make them mine like mine made me mine. Praise God. Man, if they wanted to skip church, they, they were allowed to skip church. They were making their own decisions. My mom and dad was making mine. Said, Boy, I hope nobody drops a pen. Hallelujah. And I think back about the ones that I was kind of jealous of. Because they got to do what they want to do, wear what they want to wear, listen what they want to listen to. But then I got to thinking yesterday, my do- people was telling me a story about a guy I was very close to in age and good friend with. He strung out on drugs. But he, he got to do it his way. You know, whatever. He wanted his hair long, he got to have his hair long. Praise God. Sad thing, he's strung out on drugs and he's my age and he's living with his mom. No job, no money. Family brings groceries to, to mom, grandma. The boy takes the groceries back, trades them in, trades them for drugs. Now they have to cut the barcodes out of the groceries they bring to grandma. And I thought, well, he got to do everything his way. And I got to thinking, I, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty okay <laughs> with my mom and dad. I'm pretty all right that I didn't get to do everything. I, I'm, well, I feel the Holy Ghost backing me up right now. If you want them to love you, make them do right. They... They may puff up and get mad for a minute. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. I come to encourage somebody. I have no idea what time it is. Oh, Lord. Jesus. I got to hurry up. Praise God. Praise God. I want to tell you a story. You heard the story about Moses in the Bible, and they were going to kill every baby in Egypt. And so Moses' mother puts him in a little ark. Ain't that, ain't that pretty? Praise God. When you don't know what to do, amen, just keep them in the ark. Amen, just, it'll, it'll all work out. You just, amen. She puts him in the ark, puts him in the Nile River. Pharaoh's daughter finds him. They end up hiring Moses' mother to take care of him until he's weaned, and then they have to bring him back. I begin to study, uh, you know, well, how old was he? And some people, some historians believe that uh, he was two years old. Uh, I think it's just because of the word weaning. But in the in the Egyptian culture, uh, they actually kept them with them until they were almost six years old. And so I don't know how old Moses was. I don't know how long he stayed with his parents. 
but I do know his mom and dad knew that time was short. It was just a little bit of time they were going to have him. And then Pharaoh's daughter was going to have him. There's only a little window of opportunity that we have their undivided attention before Egypt starts trying to put their garbage into them. No, no matter how, it's really short. Amen. That, that, that we've got that undivided attention of that baby and that young person. Don't play games. Don't play games in that little short space. Amen. Well, I feel so much Holy Ghost. I can't even already preach right now. And it's just a little bit of time. And so, you know what they're doing? They're teaching that baby everything about God. Praise God. The story of the Red Sea hasn't happened yet, so they can't tell him that story. Because he's the guy that's going to do it. There, there ain't a whole lot, really, that they know at that point. It's just, just teaching him about God. God, God, God. God's good. Grandpa Abraham. Woo, hallelujah. Praise God. Your grandpa was a prayer warrior. They began to tell him, talk to him, put, instill it in him. Amen. And listen to me. Some people think that when they're little, they're not really catching on to nothing. I'm sorry. Amen. Some people think when they're little, they ain't catching on to nothing. And I was preaching one day, and I was talking about the titles of Jesus. And I said, he's the bread. And I said, he's the vine. And I said, he's the door. And Booker said, the door. Yeah. about this song? Praise God. Little bitty boy he goes to church here and his name's Sterling. He's like this tall. And, and I'm a little bit taller than him, so I can't, and I can't hear good, so I don't really hear stuff. But uh, it was like a month ago, I walked by, and his mouth was going like this. And I leaned down, and he was just talking English like, well, so-and-so, you know, he's never been to school. He, nobody taught him phonics. He just learned English. And I'll tell you something really weird. There's another little boy named Leo that goes here. He's about that tall. <laughs> Never been in school. Nobody taught him phonics. And he knows English. And he knows Spanish. And if you look like a gringo like me, he talks to you in English. <laughs> if you look like you've been in the tanning bed a couple times, he, he just starts talking Spanish to you. He knows. Nobody taught him that. He just. And you think we can't teach them the word of God when they're little? Hey, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Shataramohosata. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm telling you, they're learning. Something's training them. It's 12.01. Give me five more minutes or seven. 
Something is training them. When I look down and they're little bitty and they got an iPad in their hand. For hours on end. And they know where all the coins are. Where the secret doors are. When to hit jump. And you're telling me they can't learn the word of God? Well, I just feel so sorry for these kids in school because they've got to watch a DVD teacher for 20 minutes and they just can't keep focus that long. I don't know what Kool-Aid you're drinking. They can stay up all night long playing video games, but they can't look at a DVD for 20 minutes. I'm not drinking it. You may be drinking it, but I ain't drinking it. They're going to watch what they want to watch. They're going to play what they want to play. And if they make up their own decisions, I just can't do it. I can just imagine if my daddy was alive. And I said, I just can't. I got ADHD. I can't watch a video. You know what? I think I can watch it. Long before they had drugs for kids, they had belts for kids. <laughs> oh, it worked so good. Hey, it, it'll take you from an F student to an A student. Uh, it'll change your life. Okay. I, I really, I really am almost done. How, I'm just, you know how it is. The Holy Ghost just leads you into all truths. Praise God. One truth is they can all do it. Don't feel sorry for them. Don't pet them. Back the school up. Back the teachers up. Back the principal up. Back the pastor up. We're trying to make strong people, great people out of them. Hallelujah. They're all capable. They may need a whipping, but they're capable. I don't know how long Moses' parents had him. Could have been two years. The Egyptian culture says it could have been up to six years. But either way, it was just a very small amount of time. But in that period of time, they got something into that boy. Something powerful. Because when Moses is grown and he's next in line to be the king of Egypt, Moses would have been the next Pharaoh. Egypt was the rulers of the whole world. So really Moses would have been the president of the world, you could say that. All the money, all the delicacies, anything, clothes, what, if he would have said it, it would have happened. That's what he was in line to get. The only problem Moses had is that when he was little, his mama put a hook in him. <laughs> I come to encourage some mamas in this place. <laughs> it don't matter where they're sitting today. 
It matters what you put in them. A long time ago. If you put this power. It was Moses' problem. When the world offered him everything. He had a hook in his jaw. The writer of Hebrews would describe the, the situation like this. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You talking about a hook. If some people got a $10 an hour raise, they would do it. He was going to own the world. Something kept pulling. Every time he would look at that throne, I believe something. The Bible said, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. They put a hook in Moses that said, if you've got God, Moses, you've got everything. Don't look at the gold bars that Pharaoh has. If you've got God inside of you, son, you're going to be the richest man on this planet. They kept pulling him. They kept on pulling him until he became the great writer of Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I got to quit. God help me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let y'all look at it. I'm tired of looking at it. Things. Praise God. My mother's laying in a hospital bed this morning, stroke. Amen. Praise God. What a legacy. I think she's going to fully recover. I'm praying. Amen. God's going to do it. But I want to tell you something. Many days I'd go home from school. School and friends trying to put garbage into my mind. I'd go home. When I got home, my mom would be laying beside the bed and her head bobbing. She'd be speaking in tongues. And I always know whatever she's got is a real deal. Monday morning, she had a stroke. Damaged the right side of her body and part of her mind that processes words and all that and the thoughts and they brought her. They tried to talk to her, Miss Brown, Miss Brown, and all this. And amen. And somebody else walked in, and man, my mama couldn't say nothing. And then she began to say, The Lord's coming back. 
I don't know why people are waiting. Then they try, how many fingers I got? Staring off into space, eyes rolling back. I walk in there, I put my hand on her head. Touch my mama. My mama couldn't speak in English, but she go to speaking in tongues. The nurses that come in, mama, just keep on speaking in tongues. Every now and then she say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. She tried to talk to me, she couldn't talk to me. She talked to him. It was working perfect. You know what I said? Thank you, mama, for putting a hook in me. Thank you, mama, for putting a hook in me. Stand together with me. Lift your hands to the Lord together. I'd watch her try to say words in English and she couldn't say nothing. She'd open her mouth and try to say something and she'd just get frustrated and go. And so she'd just start praying again. (laughs) Go to speaking in tongues again. Nurse come in and say, oh, we'll get her blanket. My brother said, she ain't cold. That's her prayer language. <laughs> Nurses walk in, act like they're scared. I just need to change a bandage or something. This lady walked in, I said, this lady was Kojic that walked in. Mama went to pray and speaking in tongues. I told that lady, I said, this lady's a prayer warrior. And she said, oh, I can tell. Now, I don't know, you know, everybody has dreams and desires. I don't know what you want to be known for. Maybe you're designer shoes. Maybe you're a great landscaper. Keep your yard nice and I don't care if they say any of that stuff about me when I go. I want them to say, that guy, he was crazy about Jesus. He is wild. He loved God with all his heart. Amen. I got the Holy Ghost. I didn't. It's 27 years old. My children were little. And I wasted time. But I made up my mind right then. Whatever they knew me as before. From this point out. They going to know me as a prayer warrior. Every day of my life. Go to that church. It's in North Little Rock here. Wherever I'm out of town. I try to pray in a hotel. But it's kind of like. You don't want them to call 911. You just 
you got fire shut up in your bones, it's hard to just meditate upon the Lord. And I try and Amen. And I said the same hook that it was in my jaw. I want it to be in my boys and my girl. That if they tried to do wrong, something would yank them back. You know what? I don't want to hurt your feelings. But you cannot make enough rules to make kids do right. You, you can't watch them 24 hours a day. You know what I did? I, I, this was just my philosophy. I, I, I feel like if I pray, I think God's going to look out for me. I'd tell them you can't do this and you better be back at this time. I'd do everything the other parents do. But I didn't stress out because I'd be praying. God put a hedge around my children. You know what I feel like God's done? I feel like He's put a hedge around them. And I feel like He's put a hook in them. That if some wild hair came up in their mind, that God would say, No, not you. Praise God. Because long before they started making their own decisions, I was making them. Praise God. Well, you're a mean dad. No, I'm not a mean dad. I'm a smart dad. Come on, parents. Maybe all the mamas can come down to the front. We'll start like that for just a minute. I I won't preach long tonight. Maybe, Lord willing, might not even preach. But I want us to make a commitment to God in this place. Your prayer. Come on, mama. Come on, mamas. As many as can come. Close to the front as you can come. Y'all can stay on this side too. Come over here, Holly. Come on, in the name of Jesus. There's going to be some mama's prayers. Turn things around. Come on. Come on. Come on in the name of Jesus. Put a hook in them, God. Put a hook in them. Ha da 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 da